The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> This episode of Driving While Awesome is brought to you by Battery Tender. We often get asked what you should bring on a rally or a road trip, what kind of gear, tools, etc. And honestly, I don't even have to use this ad copy because I own one of these and it is something I bring everywhere I go. But Battery Tender is now making a thousand amp jump starter and these are awesome. You can throw away the jumper cables. It fits in your glove box. And on a single charge, you can jumpstart 30 vehicles. On top of that, you can charge your phone and other devices with it. It's got a flashlight. fits in your glove box. Pretty sweet. BatteryTender.com. And if you use the code DWA20, you'll get 20% off your entire order. They have solar chargers, trickle chargers, all that stuff. Uh, even waterproof, weatherproof chargers and uh, maintainers for your battery. And I know most of us have a few extra cars that could use this stuff. So batterytender.com. They've been around since 1965. They know what they're doing. These things are safe. They work. And uh, you get a discount. So for being a listener of Driving While Awesome, use DWA20 at batterytender.com for 20% off. And we appreciate them sponsoring the podcast. All right. Enjoy the show. See ya. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Lane. I am Art. I am Brian. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> so smooth. What? That was so smooth. Pause. But why, wh- okay, pauses aside. What the fuck is the deal with the robot shit? Hey, I've always Art. been the robot. What are you talking about? Yeah, Art started it. <laughs> Brian's now backing you up for some reason. Hey, it's Art not the first time. <laughs> it's not the first time. I've, you know, I'll play. <laughs> I like to play. What's happening? What movie is that from? What movie is that from? I like to play. Like it's from Wayne's play. World. That's right. Ooh, Garth says That's right. I did. Nice. Yeah, because he gives us a huge drum solo. I love like, you, man. Shit. Thank you. So the other day, I was thinking of only the strong quotes, and I'm like, dude, I think Lane's probably the only person in the world who would know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, oh, <laughs> like, dude, you don't know the car I know about my family. <laughs> dude, that guy's so good. Oh, the what? Uh, you don't know what I know about my family. It's just like fucking some, I don't know if it's Cuban or what Brazilian. It is. Brazilian. It's, yeah, Brazilian dude. Shebra, quebra, quebra. Yeah. You mean, that's like snakes and alligators, man. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, if you guys haven't seen that movie, go watch it. It's basically stand and deliver, but ju- Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Capoeira. Or capoeira. What's it called again? Capoeira, Strongman? Sorry. Only the Strong. Only the Strong. Only the strong. Sounds same good. story as good stand title. and deliver, though. So it's exactly the same. Or, math or dangerous minds. Yep. Instead of math, it's with taekwondo. Yes. With capoeira. Capoeira. Oh, capoeira. And he yeah. gets an old fire station, and that's where he does it out of. Dude, it's pretty dope. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I want a fire station. I know. <laughs> fire station is like that's a super '80s dream life, right? Yeah. yeah. Ghostbusters. What's up with that? You could just get fire stations for cheap in the '80s. 
This yeah. game it's always like the startup uh, stuff, someone... right? Yeah, like Ghostbusters. Yeah. They weren't bringing in money like as they're getting no, started as the no, Ghostbusters. It was a shitty place to get. And they were all depressed like... that they got this sick fire station yeah. in New York, yeah. like in Manhattan. Yeah. It was all run down. They're like, well, you could have this warehouse. You can't afford that. There's yeah. this awesome apartment. can't afford that. There's this shitty fire station. <laughs> and all the real estate, like, commercial real estate agents, like, you know, are chuckling <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Like, and they're uh, like, oh, it's oh, got a no giant chance. pole that goes three stories and it's got room for 18 cars. What are we going to do with that? Yeah, brick, yeah. old school brick. Bunk beds galore. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I just heard of a, a house in downtown Santa Cruz that has an a freight elevator as a huge freight elevator they made into a room and they can lower or raise the room. Oh, Whoa. Raise the roof? Raise the room. I mean, yeah, you can raise, raise the, the room. room. You can raise the I room. <laughs> I just thought of this. The, I mean, I, I've never even considered that, but, you know, Kramer wanted to make la- levels. Yeah. Mm. Levels, Jerry. And uh, this is a whole different thing. Yeah, and they're yeah. li- raising the room. I want to might as well use it, right? That might, yeah. I mean... I would love to go subterranean on my garage. Like that's like you could go one car, yeah. then go down, and then lower that car in, and then you have like a platform on top of that. Like instead of a lift. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, how how would that be if you just slowly lowered it like all day long until you're on the bottom and you sleep in the floor, and then uh, during the uh, day it raises. You you have a change of day and time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Scenery. <laughs> All right, that was Art Cervantes. So, you can send yeah. all letters yeah. to Art at Driving While Awesome. It's, a, um, it's okay, Sensei. I was going to say something else, and I forgot. Damn it. You're going to talk about Only the Strong a little more? Or? There you go, Maybe. dude. You're off that. <laughs> Ba-da-da-way. Uh, Ba-da-da-way. No, I think... <laughs> <Ba-na>. <laughs> it's so good, dude. I do admire uh, Capoeira. Capoeira. Uh, it's, a very, Capoeira. it's a very interesting. Pretty, pretty dope. Martial martial arts dance moves. I yeah, guess it's dance fighting. <laughs> dance fighting. Like Zoolander dance talks about. Yeah, literally. <laughs> exactly. Dance fighting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm into that. I'm totally into that. Uh, how are you guys doing? You know, it's just a Sunday edition here. Another wonderful episode. Yeah. What's 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 the haps? What's the latest? Doing well, just haggard. L I V I N. You know, it's funny. It feels like forever ago, Lane. But uh, we went to see Clark at Roundcat Racing, and it was not even a week ago. I, know, I was going to mention but that. It was the day after our last podcast. I saw a so. lot of content. Correct. A lot of content, Lane. A little, you know. There's dude, more where that came from. I like to get content. I like yeah. to put out content. Yeah. I like dude, to play. So we went there just. To ch- so we went to Clark's place, Roundcat Racing. Um, Warren and I cruised over there just to check out these new tools that he got. Oh, uh, in the box. Really cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the box. What's in the box? Um, Damn. Do you remember what the high tool quality, are, what are they High quality Japanese tool called Nepro's yeah. tool. And, and I think it's a, HK or H- a Kyoto tool company. Yeah. or KTS. Or KTC. KTC. Kyoto Tools. So Kyoto Tools is like Craftsman. And then this is their Snap-on equivalent. And it is... But even more so than that, I mean, it's wooden handled, so it's like fine precision tools that you, uh, it's almost like hearkening back to a prior quality level. So, yeah, and then back like in the old days. Japanese have these screws that are JIS. Yeah. And 
they they say that JIS like isn't good enough, so they made them to their own standard or something. So it's what? the tip. Uh, the tip is different. So so JIS yeah. tips. Um, it's it's really difficult to describe. I'll do my best. So a Phillips head, like where it starts to taper, is very high up on the actual like yeah. shaft or the rod. And JIS screws the 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 tip rather on the screwdriver is very flat. So basically, it's it's like. The transition from like where it's flat on either side to like actually taper is yeah, shallower. It's more blunt. It's a yeah. better, uh, more aggressive angle. Yeah. And Which so sounds like, like it would work better, actually, right? It does. It goes it does. deeper into the screw head. So like, and that's why when you put a regular like uh, a Phillips on there, like you'll strip it Strips because it. you're only getting the little the the inside basically of the screw. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I can I share my thoughts on these things real quick. Are we are we there sure. yet? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sure. But um, I mean, we barely. Basically, the, the long story short is he's hoping to make a a tool uh, roll for the K trucks, yep. and and that's kind of like getting some of the tools here in a complete kit, and then using those tools to see which ones would be best in like a twenty piece set mm-hmm. and, to then and maybe sell. a tool roll for. Other cars too, but yeah, like, yeah, well, high, they're yeah. very high end, so yeah. it's it's not cheap, right? Well, and yeah. these What's not your cheap take, at all. Okay. And these came in a cabinet uh, I, too, a very special wood cabinet that you guys haven't mentioned yet. So that's but, a yeah. different. That was a different kit. Well, oh. that's like separate things you can get, but mm. yeah, same tool company. The one, that was like the complete, the one we showed yeah. was a uh, the one we we specifically like showed was this wooden. I mean, this beautiful piece of furniture, essentially. Um, it was a tool cabinet, and it had two drawers with tools, and then it had another, a couple other drawers you can take out and bring with you places and stuff like that. Um, and that little kit is like a $4,500 kit. Wow. That's pimpy as hell. And so that's where, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people misunderstood what this is, or like they, like, I, I, I think this is akin to like Japanese knives. And like, and I think there's a level of maintenance. And so almost like a, it's almost like a meditative experience to use the tools. And it's so Japanese. It's like, it's, you use the tools, but you immediately clean them and like, you know, and put them back where they belong. Like, and so it's a whole process. And so it becomes part of the experience. Some people might think, fuck that. It's a pain in the ass and it takes too long. But it's like, if you have the luxury to do that, it's like a, a, a almost like a hobby level type of thing where like, you know, I have, I have like the sharpest Japanese knife that, or the sharpest knife that I have is a, is a Japanese knife that I've had for maybe five years or six years now. And I've only sharpened it once and it's, it, it's razor sharp, right? But it's, it's fucking really, really fragile in many ways. And like, you have to immediately dry it after you use it because it's, it's not stainless because the real Japanese knives are not supposed to be. The steel is harder and like all of these little details. So it becomes part of like the whole thing. It's like, it's going to do a really, really, really good job. It's highly specialized, but you can't just throw it like, you know, throw it in the sink. Like you then, well, you got to stop what you're doing now and go clean it yeah. up and then put it into its sleeve and then put it away. And then you can go back to what you were doing. And that's kind of how so, I see this type of thing, you know? So you're correct. I mean, it's like, it's not for like a working shop, yeah. but it is for someone that maybe, maybe did work in a working shop and they know tools really well, but they, this is like taking them beyond that and making them into jewelry. And this is something you would have like in your, in your like really cool man cave, like, I don't know, like beautiful garage with your Lamborghini Mira and your, your, you know, whatever you have, your, your Ferrari 250s and stuff like that. You would have this in the corner for like little jobs you wanted to do. Like, yeah, for just adjusting 2000. the carburetor a little bit or, mm. or, you know, like putting a, just, 
I don't know what, putting a license plate on. It's like, but it's <laughs> yeah. very, it's a good looking thing and it's beautiful. And you would clean it right after the fact, mm. um, right after you use it. I, I don't know. I compare it to, I compare it to like, um, uh, my dad, um, was a woodworker and cabinet maker and stuff. And he had all these crazy Japanese like chisels and stuff. And, you know, their chisels are always wooden handle and they're really nice. And, you know, you get like the best metal and, you know, some chisels are like, a thousand dollars and stuff um for a single chisel and this is kind of like that it's just getting like it's 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 like no no expenses spared in i mean there is obviously some expenses spared but making this like beautiful great product and it's not for it's not for every man it's not like a worker's toolkit but it's like really cool it's hard not to appreciate it i think yeah yeah for sure i think your a knife your knife analogy is is really good and just like anything i mean you can paint a painting with brushes from kmart but their brushes are incredibly expensive and uh tons of different quality high-end audio i mean you can listen to it out of a bose wireless speaker and then there's ten thousand dollar setups you know so um, it's just that level for tools, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think they would look best like worn for 50 years, uh-huh. like those wooden handles yeah. and those slots where all the, the wooden slots were, that are cut out for the tools going in and out of that. And you get like a little bit of patina and stuff there, yeah. not scratches, but just like Although, some use. I would say that the uh, the uh, screwdrivers and stuff, they have a they're um they have a lacquer they're on. a lacquer so you don't really get aware that you would want with something like that you know right if it was right. if it was just like a linseed oil finish or something that would definitely happen but not not in this case um where yeah. wouldn't necessarily look great on on these on those pieces um what about but, the I actual mean, cabinet itself though like like it's so, over time you start to put things in it and like it wears a little that around that could get nice like, wear like it rounds because it off, was like, more yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it was more totally. of like an oil finish. It still had a finish, but it was a more flat, more, yeah, matte just, finish. And 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 it wasn't like a sprayed on finish. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. It, it was funny because we were sit, we were the three of us were standing there, like, what's the use case for this? You know, because that's the big question. You're like forty five hundred bucks. Like, what is the use case? Right? Like, like realistically, there's no real, there's no practical use case for that. But um. I think we can all appreciate like that just the cabinet alone, sometimes a piece like that would sell for $4,200, yeah. right? Like it, and that, that was, that's made by this like Japanese um, furniture company. That's like well known for them, you know, right. It's like every, they don't make that usually yeah. is made special. And yeah. So it's very limited pieces. Just, yeah. just there. That's, that's a limited piece. And then, all the tools themselves. It's like really, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's a really cool thing. I love super I love interesting. Like I love, I love mechanical yeah. things. So to see these tools is just another part of that. Yeah. Right? I, I picture someone but, uh, uh, living in a city and they own a warehouse and it's a giant warehouse. You see these in uh, Marlboro ads or whatever. Right. Wait, and with light filtering, like a fire and, station could be a fire oh. station <laughs> and all, and everything's empty except you just have like a, Super expensive Turkish rug in the center and then a chair, a nice leather chair, vintage, and then this. And then you pull up your motorcycle yeah. and you adjust the carbs like Lane Sand. Lane. You just kind of um, tinker and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see it in classic cars, Manhattan or something or yeah. Matt Farah's new place, right? Yeah. right? He has this 
in the like downstairs in in the whatever in the in one of the little areas and it's like hey here's something you want to replace a license plate you use these tools right it's like a very and it's a beautiful aesthetic aesthetically pleasing thing yeah i just think that i was really disappointed that you guys left out the aluminum 50s airplane wing desk like that's very important in this type of environment so i think i don't like yeah, the curve of those desks cool. though it's kind of hard to draw on oh, always glass involved in in those I'm anti-glass tables and DC three DC three wham. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't like the edge of them. It doesn't feel good to put your arms on them. Uh, I just don't like glass tables, and it's kind of a bummer because that's what people always do with engines or wheels. They mm. put that and then a piece of glass over it. Just, I think they stink. They stink. Get them out of here. Herman Miller. No good. I don't. No I good. don't mind glass, dude. I like glass nice tables. Frosted edge. I, I, I always like feel a, like fragile. I like, yeah, I'm uh, with you. Glass coffee what? tables is, is where it's at. Oh, Warren's all about yes. that cutting board, cutting board s- stuff. Yeah, I already told you. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, exactly. All, Butcher block. The, Put him in the kitchen, is, and he's is, good. Is part of the equation, but it's all about. I mean, as you just described, it's all about the art that's underneath it, right? It's like. Like we have a super sick like mid century table that like it's 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 very unique and interesting and like the glass just serves as a, a surface but like you're highlighting the art below it like just like you're describing a, whether it be an engine or whatever like uh, it's it's I just feel it's cool like it's it, cheap it cheapens it for some cheapen. reason like wood a good wood table is nice but nice. you put your like a glass on on a like a cup on a glass table you don't do that no good I think it's just coaster. different styles I mean yeah. I don't know, it depends on know, what area you're going for and what what kind of look you're you, going for exactly. right? yeah, you want that super modern you, thing you're supposed to use a, yeah. um, a coaster that you that is not really well designed to put things on it right Lane like I have like a Burmese like exactly. lacquered like thing that's a yeah. piece of art where the cup <laughs> like all falls the... off and <laughs> spills and stuff and, yeah. yeah 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 that's good uh, so anyways, Clark's was cool, um, not only because of tools, but um, it's been a little while since I've been there. And every time we go, there's always these other little projects and interesting things. Oh, Jeez, sorry about that. Um, and uh, that made me lose my concentration. But he has uh, two interesting cars that just came in. and uh, Way more than that- two, by the way. <laughs> You know that just came in. I mean, yeah, yeah. but uh, basically, brand new K trucks, Honda Actis, um, brand new, 29, 2019s with like five hundred kilometers, or I forget yeah, how many, yeah, fifteen hundred. Like they basically look brand new. You very hard to tell anywhere on them. It's special edition blue. I forget the name of the blue. It's probably the original um, blue, like the one that they used in those little trikes back in the day. Like uh, it's the early. Yeah. They're like. H pumpernickel blue H three sixties. I can't remember what they're called. Um, yeah, it's it's actually very uh, unusual for a K truck, seemingly because it's uh, I don't know they're so utilitarian, and then this is like a very pretty blue. Um, but one of them is four wheel drive manual mini truck, which is everything we talk about wanting to have that back, you know, in some way. But uh, he has one, or two of them. Yep. Mm. And they have air conditioning and airbags and all that stuff. Uh, and like we were talking about earlier, I don't know if it, was on, if it must have been on another podcast, but it's like the same engine they've been building forever, And then, but these are fuel-injected. So they have like a tiny, you know, couple more horsepower and a little more torque or a little more drivable maybe. 
And then um, I'm trying to think what else the things had. I mean, basically, it's just the truck they've been making forever. They made the front end like it. Like Warren was saying, if he if it didn't have the Honda badge, you would think it was something from China. Um, mm. It's very just like plasticky front end. It doesn't even have a bumper at all. It's like no design at all. It's like Shit. it's made this a lot slab of plastic front. chrome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It just no definition of the shape, just a molded blue front end with some chrome headlights and uh, a grill. But, you know, it definitely looks Honda. Without the badge, though, it'd be not as easy to tell. But the interior is so cool. It's like sitting in a early 2000s, like mid 90s kind of Honda that uh, is brand new. It's just weird. It's like going back in time a little bit. Mm. There's obviously some modern aspects to it, but like the shifter is one of those like um, accordion like rubber boots and it's right hand drive, of course, but just details of it are so simple. It's like being in a 2000 Civic or something. I really like it. Very, very cool. And then he's got a few others there, of course, um, K trucks. And I, I drove one around the parking lot and it's got the real time. Uh, all-wheel drive logo on the steering wheel. So it's just all these little things that you kind of like, oh, yeah, like I remember that they don't use that here anymore, really. I mean, if they do, it's definitely not on the steering wheel. And uh, just the sounds it makes, and it's just it's funny. It's very Honda of the 90s, mm. and it's super cool to get in that stuff. Yeah, it's like they did a lot of that stuff, right? Like they continued building like the taxis or whatever, right? The little Toyota Crowns. I don't know if they still do, but like they're new versions of like the late eighties or nineties car. You know what I mean? Like I get, like it has sort of that vibe, I guess. Right. Or maybe mm-hmm. they did, maybe they, I mean, actually no, the, the, obviously the exterior is different, but maybe they kept the interior the same. I don't know. Although the one Warren drove was from the nineties. So oh, okay. explain that. Oh, gotcha. That okay. I thought you guys were talking about the 2019 um, feeling like that. No, no, he drove an old one. And then okay. they also, he also got in one with a uh, tank treads on it, <laughs> nice. uh, which is pretty that. interesting. Was that one there when you guys were? Yeah. That's yeah. that's got to so be so weird to drive. The, and and the funny thing is, I forget what the kilometers an hour is that, like the fastest you can go. It's essentially like something like fifteen miles an hour, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, really? Um, it makes it kind of worthless. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, where do you drive it for, here? Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of funny. They basically scab on. You, you scab on these two extra wheels and then wrap these tank treads around the now two wheels on each side in the yeah. back. I'm looking um, at their, I'm looking at the pictures and everything. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's so cool. And, and it has a cool little, it has like a, a little tensioner inside that you can turn and that's how you oh. tension the belt, which is kind of a cool little nice. thing. It's, it seems like a super simple, um, it's very, very simple the way it works, you know, it just like, and those attached to like the rear jack points, essentially. I, I mean, it looks uh, like the, actual, cool. the, the, the tires are, st- it's the same rims and the tires are still on yeah. there too. It's just the tread is over so top. It is different. You use Kevlar side, the tires have a Kevlar side. Uh, so that they don't, it's hard as a rock. They basically have to rub against those tracks, yeah. the little fingers on the track. That makes um, sense. And the tires are different. They're skinnier. But, yeah, basically same wheels and everything. Uh, top speed? I was saying like 15 miles an hour, I think it was, right? Yeah. Oh. So, that's, wow. that's very, right. very specialized, right? That's like some... So specialized, <laughs> yeah. like going up to uh, 
What? Pick your mushrooms in the, in the wilds of Hokkaido. Or he said he perhaps. drove it. Or in, yeah, in in the uh, in the snow, right? That's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Or yeah, muddy conditions. Yeah. It, it's. In, I I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Was, I like drove by him over by his his little studio, and he was basically he was probably going five miles an hour like in a bike lane. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> it's got to so be so is, loud is this, too. <laughs> is it purely a marketing vehicle? Then what? What's the deal here? Like I don't know. He just likes. He just loves K trucks. I mean, yeah. how I can you not? How many we counted, I forget how many we counted when he was there, but. When we were there, I think it's kind of like a garbage pail kid thing. Like collect the whole set. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, they make one with tank tread. I, I guess I'll have to get one of those. I want to say there was yeah. like ten there when we were there. And then every time you ask him, he says like, I, I'm not really sure yeah. how many I have. And then he's like, but I have one over the hill at this one point, and then I have one here. And then there's this one. There's one coming, but then I'm also sending one away. Yeah. And like, dude, and like one I of the new ones do. isn't his. It's for a. a a person. Yeah, I mean, he's um, he's kind of yeah. uh he's kind of got a problem. Like maybe we should step in as friends and tell him that, you know. I, I Hey, no, I did ask it. him. I said, "How's your girlfriend feel about this?" You know, kind of trying to get into it. He's like, "She's cool with it." Oh, nice. So, so then he also has a brand new one that he's ordered from the factory just I think it's in Japan, but it's brand new, yeah. no mileage on a red one. Yeah, Does he, he keeps it there. Have you guys seen, I mean, yeah. earlier I mentioned, I don't remember what code I said, like HD360 or saying, but the one that I'm thinking of is, is actually a Mazda. I looked it up because I couldn't remember what it's called. It's a K360 and it's a trike. It's like a little, it's, it's uh, got three, one wheel up front and two, you know what I'm talking about? Like, um, it's not, it's, it's yeah. not two wheels to steer. It's a single tire. And um, they're from the 50s in Japan. And um, I don't know if I've never been there, so I don't know if he has those two or if he go, it doesn't go that far back. I can't remember. No, he doesn't have any three-wheel ones, but he has an old no Mazda. Trikes. The uh, Mazda's cool. Old Ma- Mazda K-Truck. Oh, cool. By the way, after driving that Honda, and I think that one's from the 90s, um, I can barely get out of it. I had to, like, slide out and leave my left leg straight to be able to get it past the steering column. Hmm. If that makes sense, it's so tight, and I struggle to uh, like even think about driving these long distances or on a regular basis. I mean, it would just be uh, if you think an NA Miata is small, mm-hmm. it, this is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Very tight, tight cabins, yeah. um, obviously, and things like headrests are optional. Or um, there's a ton of like little stuff for just. It's like the Mighty Max uh, model. And the headrests are like a mirror, I believe, where they're mounted on the glass. Yeah, they're stuck. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they're great. I mean, it's it's super fun to be around and and see them and, I don't know, all the little details. And and then he had an opposite end of the spectrum project that he's working on, and that's a um, Mitsubishi Fuso. Uh, So the standard box trucks that you see around town, flat front cab over box truck but this is a four-wheel drive um i think it's called an fg four by four essentially that same chassis and it's it used to have a stake bed the bed's removed and it's got dually rear wheels but he's going to put single big wheels on it and make a full rad like japanese camper style camping rig on the back of this for a customer and he's going to sub out a lot of the stuff, but he's got the design aesthetics that he wants and Dope. figuring it out. But, cool. um, that rig is so cool. Um, rare for sure. I mean, you see the two wheel drive ones all the time, but, uh, 
a four by four in that condition, it's going to be rad, super rad. And we just happened. So he was saying they're like 50 something grand for this used truck. It's 2017. Um, but the, there was one right across in the same complex as him, like a, the normal standard one that we see yeah. where it's two wheel drive and it's just a box truck. It has the big box and has the, the ugly thing over the cab, like the aerodynamic, Wind deflector. Yeah. like, you know, thing. And, uh, it's just crazy. Like they were exactly the same, like the body and everything, but this thing looks so cool. And that one looks so dweeby. Mm. Um, it, it was just interesting about- to like, look at that. It's just like a lift. And some cool tires, basically, you know, not having that box on the back. There, it looks so cool. There was a weird thing with those because there's all the uh, – and I'm sorry. Did you say a Suzu? Was it, is it the Suzu NPR? Mitsubishi Fuso. Mitsubishi Fuso. Oh, right, right, right. right. Uh, Flat face. I just sent you the yeah. picture. So a lot I of them – I just sent you guys a picture on Insta. Because there's many that are diesels, and there was some law that changed in California that meant you couldn't register those diesels anymore. Oh, it's definitely diesel. Yeah, they're all huh. diesel. Yeah, there's something that recently yeah. changed. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know if it's got California plates or what, but it's kind of a weird thing. Um, yeah, it's a California plated car. Hmm. Yeah, vehicle. and it's the same as the box trucks. I mean, motor wise, I think it would be the same. It's just that this one's four by four. Mm. Um, and then converting it from dually to single wheel is going to really set it off. I mean, that'll look even more badass. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see how it goes because it's uh, kind of uncharted territory for him, and um, I think it has a lot of potential, though. Very, very cool. So, yeah, that that's kind of a side side tangent, is, um, and Brian was aware of this, but I've discovered this website. My brother-in-law's uh, dad works for this company called Iron Planet, and they are a auction and classified kind of thing for military mining surplus everything from containers um pelican cases uh water treatment stuff to hummers four by fours and all this crazy stuff in between i mean like there is one thing it was a a 40-foot shipping container that had been converted to a weed drying machine (laughs) oh and it was advertised as such it said hemp hemp drying hemp dryer 40-foot shipping container made just to dry weed um, like the weirdest stuff, uh, in Qatar, there's like Hilux, uh, crew cabs for sale. There's all the Just mining rad. stuff out of the Dakotas in Canada, like all the crew cab heavy duty trucks that are 250,000 miles. People are just like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Just put it on here. And- there was a lot of like 19 or 20 shipping container, uh, like, uh, apartments, you could buy t- like a whole village <laughs> at this auction. Oh, okay. So if you were going to set up shop in like Sask- Saskatoon and do some sand mining, or Burning Man, and rent them out, <laughs> yeah, that's next. That's um, but you got to you got to ship it all over it from the you, Middle East. I'm looking at it now. You can get it's, a 2004 Ford Explorer Eddie Bauer in Washington. Oh, there you go. It's at six hundred dollars right now. I'm s- Wait, did you say Eddie Bauer? Oh, oh yeah. shit! I'm just. Uh, By the way, Land Cruisers out of Australia, Brian. Oh. Your FJ 70s. What about Southern? Or how about South America? It's so it's not right-hand drive. Oh yeah, that's that's a good call. Um, and I'm surprised that very Lane, trippy website. I'm really surprised that Lane let you slide on on Qatar. It's Cutter, right, Lane? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cutter. Oh yeah, cutter. <laughs> but um but check it out. Iron Planet. I'm not 
I'm not endorsing it for any reason other than it's just sort of like relevant to our interests. And, uh, you know, there's, it's very different stuff. Mm. I mean, full blown, uh, like basically military grade, everything. They have crazy stuff. And how about the eight foot box container with a window, a side door and like the big barn door. What, it's like little pods that you would live in. Yeah, I see what you mean. Or like a mini mini office. Yeah, or for something? military. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine they just drop those places right where mm-hmm. they're setting they up. Put those somewhere. Trippy little, trippy stuff. Well, art, so, as you so would say. What, what, you know what you need to buy and pack in your and your wagon for next time is uh, one of those um, kind of like modular bridges that they uh, use to, oh, to cross over the creeks. Yeah. Then you, oh, you're you right. no creek. No crick can defeat you if you've got that set up. Yeah. Navid yeah. should get one of those for the 996. He should. That's oh, true. Yeah. yeah. And you always have to have those those orange or red uh, skid plate things that you drive over in the sand. Every Tacoma build oh, with, with has them on the, things side. on the side. Yeah. yeah. And they've never been used. They're brand new, perfect condition. No one's ever used them. Yeah. But yeah. it's just like that That and the water jug and the fuel jug and the, the shovel. I guess it does. Yeah. They are, they are definitely useful. Yeah, they're useful. But you got to use them. Got to get out the there. Shovel. Get out and drive, mate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, anything else to add to the uh, round cat racing conversation lane? I, I'm kind of uh, drawing a blank here. Uh, I think that was kind of it. I mean, <clears throat> oh, it was one of those things I was sex. getting at. We went there just to see the, the, the new, or we went there just to see the tools, and then of course he has all these other cool vehicles we had never seen. Yeah, we before. spent two hours there. Yeah, and he had a he had a new wrap on that um, the treaded, the treaded one, um, and then yeah, he's selling it as NSX, which is a late model, like what? How many miles? Like thirty thousand mile NSX. Thirty thousand miles red on black, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so that's the open headlight version. Mm-hmm. But, that is uh, very low miles. Yeah. Yeah, and I he, know. Had, he had so, his he had his S two thousand AP two there, um, which is a cool car. I, I was like, I you don't really see S two thousands around that often. Like we, you know, Colin and them bring the one on our rally, on most of our rallies. But you don't really like standing over that car. You kind of forget how the it's so wide, dude. The front end is insane. It's so it it's a uh, the proportions are pretty extreme on that, which is kind of cool. It definitely gives it like yeah. a presence, you know. Um, yeah, good looking car. What color is Those it? cars are. It's like a dark Pewter? gray. Ah, dang it. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just AP2 had such great, cool colors, and that's like standard default gray. You know, it doesn't yeah, help. I think it just has a black interior. Because those cars, it's I think, like, like the... they have a cool design shape, as you're describing, right? Like they have a presence, and so though, like the body lines are really kind of they really pop with certain colors, and. Um, yeah, that's like the gray for some reason is like they produced a ton of those. I guess they just they were easy to sell and it's like not offensive or whatever. <laughs> it's, it, but uh, but I mean, dude, that was the era of like silver. Yeah, I right? guess so, right? Yeah, isn't that what like yeah. in all the marketing it was the light silver on red? Yeah, which I kind of dig the. I, I like a good red interior on a oh on yeah a convertible. Yeah, red work. Red oh, S two thousands too. They're they're really good red. Yeah, I'm down. It's a nice tone. White, yeah, it's like a deep. Red, yeah. It's a deep red. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So that was cool. It's good to see. Good to see Clark, and we'll have to keep an eye on those projects because yeah. I'm 
obviously curious about that Fuso and uh, just seeing what other stuff comes yeah, out. Yeah, so actually like two days later, I was on a bike ride with my girls and um, we were going over to the pump track over by our offices. And uh, I hear this like yelling my name and I look over at Steven Sports Car, Steve Cottrell. Oh, Mr. Sports Car. And uh, he's like, he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, I was just at Clark's place because I saw you posting those pictures. So I'm like, oh, I need to stop by Clark's. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, good. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Clark doesn't get any work done because I know, <laughs> we, dude. We always stop by and then uh, everyone that comes in there wants to like look at all the stuff. Yeah, and- we took like two hours of his time basically. Yeah. Well, he was also like, "Oh, let's let's move these trucks around and pull them out." And, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. cool. Oh, dude! Um, and beyond that, the guy, <clears throat> the guy is a he's like a machine, dude. Like, I mean, I think he does get tons of work done. He just never stops working, essentially, because he always has these new new things. Like, which for a lot of people, just getting a a vehicle from Japan would be like a big thing, right? Um. <laughs> He has like multiple things coming in and then he's making fabrics, like custom fabrics he's having made to make custom tool, tool rolls and for other stuff. Mm. Like he, like, and he's showing us these fabric samples he has. Um, he just always has so much like little stuff like that going on. It's like super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Art, you would dig it. Yeah. It sounds rad. Brian, I still haven't I made it. Yeah, yeah. I need to make it out there. I know. Make it out. Got to make it make out. Make it out. Make it up. Fancy for Brian. Make it up. Make it in. Um, I think, yeah, maybe hopefully in the future we might end up being neighbors or something. You know, who knows what, what the future holds for everyone, right? That'd be cool. Yeah. Actually, I have some data points on that we can talk I, about I know. Offline. I know. <laughs> um, I was going to ask. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about uh, the rallies coming up? Also, I mean, because, yeah. you know, we got to kind of prep our cars, too. I know I have a few things going um, but mm-hmm. quick note, uh, I did post a, uh, new, uh, dirt rally championship. So for lane and oh, yeah, I saw the, someone the comment followers. that they were excited. Mm. They were excited. About they were excited. It. Uh, and this was lane's request, uh, do Monte Carlo with the H one cars. So like the original mini Cooper and Lancia Fulvia is in there. Um, so front wheel drive, front wheel drive, very low horsepower, uh, and so that's mm-hmm. uh, that's what he was commenting on. Is uh, excited to go back to the low horsepower stuff because um, the other mm-hmm. cars are kind of yep. gnarly to drive. Um, so yeah, that's a thing. It's uh, pretty cool. With you know, there's like 33 people in the group now, um, and these are always challenging cool. events. So it's uh, next Tuesday. Um, I think that's September 22nd. Dude, wait, you started on Tuesday. We're leaving on Wednesday Thursday. for the rally. Oh, yeah, Wednesday. It's a really good point, Lane. <laughs> That's why I was telling you to do it this week. That's why I Can want you to start that? on Tuesday. I'm going to I'm going to push it what and and then the following week so is the same push thing. So you need to up like to you need to start it like this Thursday or it needs to be the, the yeah. or two, yeah, two weeks that's later. That's why I was, that's why I told you to do it then because I we were coming up on these two weeks of rallies. Right. It's a really good point. Um, yeah. So maybe it's starting tonight. We <laughs> what if start I started it, like, it tonight? Like start it or, this is or all Thursday Patreon, right? or something. Yeah. Right. Patreon has the information. Yeah. yeah. Patreon so, to, to figure it out. I, I would, I mean, you could pro, I would start it. You could start it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Note that that is a thing. It'll, uh, and watch Patreon for more. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. So, uh, Brian, you mentioned uh, rally prep. What do you what you got going? Yeah, on? so I'm too. I you, you have don't you have wheels or something? Like, I have wheels, wheels and brand new tires sitting in my garage, and I haven't put them on yet. And it's yeah, basically on, like, well, because it's a little bit of a process because one, uh, I don't want to. I I I want to make a change to the alignment, so I have an appointment for next Tuesday. So it's going in. Oh my God, Brian, why? It, it's sneaking up um, on me. It's always it's like sneaking this. up. Yeah, I know. One thing goes wrong and you're basically got 24 hours to address it. Or... I know. Uh, so that's a thing. Uh, so I'm keeping it on the old set of tires until I get that alignment. I need to, um, finish rolling the fenders too, which is a decent amount of work. So hopefully, I can do that this weekend uh, before I go out for the alignment. So um, that's the major thing for me. Mm. Yeah, those are those do are. Do you have a big. heat gun? No. You, I highly recommend a heat gun for the rolling, um, unless you don't care. Like, um, you know, the, the paint is going to flake and crack. And then also the other thing is, I mean, forget. You know, it'll, it, you're potentially going to damage it, but also it makes it a lot easier to fold over the metal and to work it, like, versus it being super hard. And it has this, sometimes you have that undercoating that gets stuck underneath there too. And if you soften it, you can scrape it off and it'll bend the, you'll get, you'll bend the metal easier. Um, just something, a couple of things to consider. The heat gun That's is pretty gnarly. I mean, you definitely want to use a heat gun. You're yeah. heating it up enough to actually like make the metal softer. I, w- I mean, a heat gun's not going to really it's like do a that. Thousand degrees. It doesn't or take that much no, to no, no, soften you don't go metal that, to make it yeah, more pliable. Just, yeah, it's. I mean, not not to the point where you're bubbling the paint off. I mean, just like where it's hot to the touch, and it'll actually it helps. But also, as I mentioned, there's usually an undercoating in the in the. I mean, yeah. So I, I have, have done. That, some, it'll soften the undercoating. I've done exactly. one. So yeah. I've done one fender lip, and uh, that was where I started. Was it? You know, I was wire brushing it out, and then I was trying to get it out. With like kind of a, a, a screwdriver and a, a you know a flathead screwdriver and a uh, uh, a putty knife, um, and it wasn't yeah. working. So it's good to hear this trick because that sounds like yeah, it would make it a lot key. easier. Um, yeah, for sure. And, but be careful because you know <laughs> you could blist. You could also blister the shit out of the paint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, no, I mean, you have to so know what you're doing. And I did. <laughs> I did roll it. And I didn't get any flaking, and I was kind of watching for that, you know, looking for signs of a uh, problem. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe is it because it's like a modern enough car that it's not that big I of an issue? Got lucky. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got lucky. Yeah, yeah. So I could borrow a heat gun. You could, or maybe you could just get one from. They're like super cheap. You can get like, like oh. twenty bucks. Yeah, get one from like twenty bucks. It's It'll good to have anyways for other stuff. Prime Prime from Amazon right now. It'll probably be here by yeah. the weekend. No, uh, Amazon's lagging right now. Oh, so really? not trust him with the whole USPS stuff. And um, I had a bunch of like time sensitive stuff I got. And like I had like, dude, it's just all the shit got lost. Uh, yeah, we had some, we had a, a lot of pro tips here. Cat food or something that was supposed to come in there and it, uh, didn't make it, no. and we had to like basically say or just refund us the money. Yeah, I've had I've had a couple Your shipments. Might be lost. Yeah, shit. Um, yeah. I think yeah, this is more of an Ace Hardware kind of thing, right, Lane? <laughs> you just go to yep, the local for sure spot. Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. Go yep. to Lowe's or whatever. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll take that advice. I'll I'll try to grab that Dude. so I can do it. 
I'm, I'm like, I, there's one very important thing that I need to do. And it's always, it, this is my, um, my kryptonite, dude. It's bleeding the brakes. <laughs> oh, I want to no. do, a, I want to do a brake fluid flush because the brake fluid is black on this thing. And, and I have brand new, like Motul sitting there. So like, I just, I want to flush it, but you know, Start every now. single time there's some issues. So, you know, there's the, whether it's yeah, now uh, exactly. and, you know, and these do have an old fucking shitty ABS system that it, it could potentially trap stuff. Oh. So you have to activate it and like, yours has ABS. Yeah. Huh. So, um, mine does not. Maybe it's, I don't know about that art. I don't um, think you do have to activate it. I think um, you well, can just, I've read, well, you can, you can just, you can do it without it, but there, you know, you still want to, it's best to activate it to really get everything out of there. Like, cause it does trap fluid in there and air right so um i've just i right. this i haven't I, I don't think i've ever done a brake fluid flush on an e30 before but um just from what i've read so far it seems like it's it's highly advised and like in some like your audi s4 right? exactly and sometimes you know you get away with it and sometimes you don't so it's like i don't know i'm tempted to you know i could just go without doing that but i think the right move is to do it correctly and um it's just my my concern is always start, like start tomorrow yeah exactly you know you never know it could be caliper bleed screw or you know or freaking the master cylinder you know because like, blow you, out the master brake cylinder. Line, yeah, it's, yeah. brake line starts to yeah, leak it's, just, it's mean, always something so yeah this is literally something or you blow like, it and you like, trap air in there and then all of a sudden you got to do it over several times that's like the that's yeah. the most common the one thing, thing right? That yeah. My, 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 my kryptonite has been the master cylinder. Even if I put a block underneath the, the pedal, you know, like behind the pedal, um, you know, what basically what this boils down to is though that I, I have to get a, a proper pressure bleeder to just, you know, do it that way. I, everyone says it works really well. It's pretty tr like, you know, kind of foolproof, but, um, I've tried to do it before. I've never and the cap didn't end up fitting and it's just like, I yeah. just, I just scrapped it. I've idea. always had those problems. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never, I've never done I, my the little hanging one that you know you put the end in the liquid works every time oh, for me, yeah. and it's like oh. you know six bucks or whatever. And the little the little hanging one. Yeah, so so you have you have a reservoir oh, yeah. that you yeah, 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 yeah. you prefill it so the tip of yep. the little thing is covered. You've you've yeah. done so it. So I have uh, that. I have that. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I have ended up because yeah. I've had that same problem. I wanted to use a pressure bleeder. I borrowed it from Lane and it didn't fit the Corvette. The caps didn't work. And it was like and I've tried yeah. it in the past on different cars and it like I just didn't have the right combination of things. And yeah, I, don't, yeah. I mean, it's it's meant to be a convenience, right? Uh, it's yeah. if it all works, it goes faster. But I mean, this stuff, it's slower, but it's a super basic theory of operation for getting all four corners done. And uh, yeah, yeah. You so just gotta take power, your time. The power bleeders, power bleeders come with several. You buy, you buy like one for a European or American car, and it has different caps essentially. Yeah. that's why yeah. it didn't work for you. But right, um, it works really well, way better than those other little shitty cheap ones. Well, no, it, you can't yeah. say. Just, wait, what, what do you mean the other cheap power bleeders? No, like the little, the little ones you're talking about. Oh, well, no, bleeders. I, I think it's incorrect to say that it works better. If you end up with well bled brakes, that's all that matters. Well, it's easier to use. Um, I mean, it might it be faster if means, it works. Yeah, then which it's means faster. It works better. It's more efficient. Yeah. So um, it's 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 less of a mess too. Um, like obviously, if all it has to do is if the cap fits correctly, then right. it works. That's well. key, right? And, and then it's also, really easy too. And you don't a, have to worry about like topping it off and all that stuff. It just it's really nice. I yeah, mean, yeah, but. You know. The other thing that I have heard though is like a vacuum issue. Like, but in, in, but outside of that, yeah, as you said, if when it works and everything, everything fits and it's functional, functioning, it's, it's super key. It, it, it seems like 
you have some of these negative reviews or whatever issues that people have are more rare than, than you know, the, the norm isn't that that's happening. Right. And, and I agree. I want, I, I should just buy one, dude. I should just keep one. Cause, um, um, I'm sure I can get one from one of these sites where it's specific to, as you said, European or E30s even or whatever. Um, yeah. Cause there's different threads for the, you know, and that's, I think that's the most common, like that's the shittiest part is like, if you don't have the right cap, it's obviously not going to fit on. Right. And then you're not gonna be able to do it. So yeah. that's a, that's super annoying, yeah, but yeah. Um, if it all fits right, then it's super nice to have. Yeah, sure. that's it. Um, I mean, and I, you I, don't I, risk like when you bleed brakes manually, like you run more risk of like blowing the master and stuff like that. Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is How about I'll, you, do, I'll do an oil or, change too, sorry. but that's that's cake. You know, I mean, outside yeah. of that, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. How about, nice. Um, uh, the front air dam is feeling good, Art. Like you're you're pretty secure. It's feeling on that. pretty secure, man. We'll see how. how she, um, I did get that filler piece in there. Um, you know that that Alex Jordan made for me for the license plate delete. Um, yeah. I just I want to give everyone a heads up that this is not something that he wants to do moving forward. <laughs> it is a very tedious, oh. difficult thing to do that is not easy to mass produce with his setup. So. If you want to do this, let me know, and maybe we can talk to someone else that we know uh, that has Dude, this gear. But I mean, and everything. Everyone has their cost. Everyone has their well, price. Well, I know that so, he's you know, five hundred dollars. This is not not something he's interested in doing. I'll tell you that much. So um, maybe we could talk for five hundred bucks. Maybe piece. we could so, talk. How does that look, dude? Did you never even talked about it or showed it? Or yeah, anything? yeah. I mean, I need to show you guys a picture. It's like. Um, yeah, it, did you paint it? No, no. I need a I need to prep it, and I mean, I probably oh. need to paint it to match the, the thing and everything. Yeah. So it's right now it's just three D printed, like you know, plastic. Um, but I mean, oh. it's on there. It's just you know, I haven't had an incentive to really kind of make it pretty. Um, but so um, texture paint, Krylon texture paint. Check so yeah, no, not trim black. I have not that. trim black, or I I mean, unless that's a better match for your car. That's but the thing. Yeah, usually that is. Yeah, I have trim black. But yeah, that's the SEM Krylon, stuff, right? Krylon okay. texture. Yeah, yeah, SEM. yeah. yeah, yeah SEM. I have that. Um, but it's yeah. I need also yeah. There's like little tweaks, and that's part of why like it's just it's it's very difficult to get right, and like also everybody's I, like that that plastic that or that rubber that people have around their front bumper has all yeah. aged differently for different cars, and it expands and contracts yeah. in weird ways, and so like yeah. you're always going to end up with little gaps or like just stuff so it's it's a very difficult thing to match perfectly so um but also just the tools that he has you know like 500 dollars isn't, isn't the issue it's more that uh it's very time consuming also like he doesn't time, yeah, yeah it's not a, a his setup is not built for for this type of thing it's yeah. more for smaller little detail pieces or hinges and like things like that you know versus a big yeah, yeah. slab of plastic um so, so yeah. your your bumper your your original bumper trim probably has a tiny bit of texture to it and then a little bit of a sheen right yeah, like, yeah. i would guess like so what i would do is hit it with a texture black mm -hmm. knock it down a tiny bit and then spray it with the sem oh, okay trim paint i feel so like, yeah you want to add a little texture to it because like if you just like finish it perfect and put the the sem like trim paint it'll yeah. be too it's like too perfect and too much like an A pillar, yeah, or a B pillar looks on a car or something. You want you want a little bit of texture, like yeah. those rubber surfaces would have. Right, right, right. Um, I, so I, 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 would, I would do that. You could play with like play with stuff like that a little bit. You can make it look really good and match it. I, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, nice. just yeah, hit it with like almost like a thousand grit or something, just to barely or or maybe even two thousand to to take it down. A after little. you do the texture paint, you yeah. might need, yeah. It depends how much. I mean, it all depends like what temperature you spray that paint in and stuff oh, right, too. Like, because right. it wrinkles up a little. If it's 
Yeah, if it's um, it doesn't wrinkle. It's a texture, which is rad. Um, but I know it wrinkle, like a wrinkle, but it, it like pebbling. doesn't it become more yeah. dense? Like depending on the temperature, is kind of what I yeah, mean. Yeah. Like so like, if it's colder, yeah. if it's if it's colder, it's usually going to be like more textured, and if it's mm-hmm. warmer out, you're going to have more of a even, more of like I don't know, less harsh totally. texture. Let's uh, gotcha. Yeah. Less rhino lining. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's really good stuff. It's really nice to work with. Too, I so. like that tip. Mm. Recommend. I've never that. used that. That's cool. Uh, Lane, nine forty four. How are we? How are we doing? I mean, I think I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go with it. Just do it. But um, the clutch is definitely on its way out. Um, mm. I mean, we knew that. Uh, yeah. And it, it like the clutch has that small little vibration, and then it has a little tiny noise. But the noise is like, like I didn't. Even, I drove the car today, and it the noise wasn't there. I drove it the other day, and it wasn't there. It's very like, um. It's like on its way, but it's not bad, right? So gotcha. I think I'm willing. I'm willing to risk it right now. Right, right, yeah. staying sort of close to home ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I finished the turn by turn stuff today. Um, so rally packets coming along, and uh, got to do a little bit of map work for for the north. And then really got to just turn around and do south. I mean, it's a week after that so we kind of just need to make sure everything's good to go mm-hmm. for both events um and we're fire wise we're okay is, with the route fire wise looks good the only Knock question on marks because we can't pre-run it we couldn't pre-run it during the fire is uh if there are any maintenance slash repairs uh going on tree removal pg e that kind of thing um i would not be surprised to see a section of one lane road at some point, you know, Yeah. depending on <clears throat> what's going on. But uh, yeah, as far as Caltrans goes, all the roads are open and it uh, looks good. Yeah. So we'll cross our fingers on weather. This is always the fun part when we get into that seven, seven day uh, outlook and you start to look at it. But right now it's still been pretty warm up there and hopefully no big threats of rain. Are there but, any um, particular cars you guys are super stoked on? Um, good question. There were a few, and I don't have them in front of me, and I also don't know if it was for South or North. Yeah, but, I don't know um, which. I don't know which ones which either, because I'm just looking at a list of cars basically. But yeah, I was kind of stoked on. Um, there was a '65 Mustang uh, fastback and a '65 convertible. I don't know if they're going on the same rally. They, I think they're not actually. I think one's going on each. That's kind of cool. Um, right. There was a guy who signed cool. up in a 65 GTO. I think it was 65 mm-hmm. or 64. Um, and then. Is that not John? No, it's not John. And then there was like a 64. I don't think it's John. Um, no. The, um, there was an old. There's a couple Alpha GTVs. There's Paul Mitchell's GTV6, which is a cool car. That yeah. gold one. I love that he brings it out. It's so nice, dude. Like, yeah, he drives really the hell cool out of interior. It. Yeah, that pinstripe interior. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, Art was asking, but um, did Garrett McIntosh move to Idaho? Mm, I don't no. think so. No. Oh, his address on his application is Idaho. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's like his car's address or something. Yeah. Was, oh, but he signed up in the <laughs> in the Volkswagen Rabbit, I think, right, or the 914. I forget. By the way, he just picked up uh, some Mini know. Cooper projects that seemed like a steal. Two two cars, I think I mentioned in text. Uh, one with a good body, 
the other with a rough body, but all this period speed equipment for a very, Damn. very good price. Um, but, uh, he was pretty excited about it because he had always, he'd always kind of been running the rabbit as an alternative to a mini Cooper, you know, kind of a second, right. uh, second best option. Um, and it sounds like he's pretty stoked to get into the real thing. Um, and they, you know, it yeah, was, and pre-smog and yeah, that's all cool. that stuff. I've, I've actually never seen him run the quote unquote, run the rabbit. It didn't make uh, it to right. the rally. It tried to start, but and uh, it's a full race car. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like a whole different animal. Yeah, it but has like a three hundred horsepower have like a motor. T swap. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Well, that's a perfect guy for a vintage mini project. I, I mean, know. Yeah, he's yeah. Start awesome. start with being crazy. I've always wanted to drive one, Garrett. If you're listening, I want to drive it. Dude, he, dude, what about the uh, the MR2? There's like a we've never had an SW22 on the rally, and this one's pretty. Oh sick. yeah, it's like a '93 Turbo. Right? Yeah, and it's it's pretty decked out. It's got T37s, and it's um it was like featured on Super Street. It's a pretty legit build. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah, that, that looks awesome. Yeah. That's super rad. We 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 don't get a lot of JDM stuff, so like it's pretty cool to see that, and it's like like nicely There's put together. There's quite a few things. Mm-hmm. What is uh Richard Chen bringing? I can't remember. Did he have like either. a? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what I I'm bringing. Thing. And what about Gen? What's Gen? Oh, bringing? Gen's bringing the E30 uh, Tarmac Rally, the 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 the, the uh, Bastos, Bastos liveried uh, tribute car. Oh, is that his straight nice. geared yeah, uh, race car? That thing looks so insane, dude. Like the in car video, <laughs> yeah, just straight up so, race car, dude. So extreme, so crazy. I know. Just yeah, straight but cut gears it. and yeah. Wow. His uh, mechanic says it's up for sale on Bring a Trailer yeah, soon, so it must not be. I mean, I, I it's must not be a driver. It's, uh, it's a car that definitely is uh, very, very specialized for a certain thing. Uh, but uh, um, so I have some uh, some news here that I'll break to you guys live on the show. Uh, that car is being dropped off at my house after Naveen is done with it, so we're gonna play with it oh, ahead cool. of the rally. Dang. So awesome. um, yeah, so I was just talking again about it, and like you know, I would think we should get a, give it a go. It's it seems like. It would be quite the handful. It's like um, it's a super stripped down E30 with uh, 350 horsepower S14. So um, it seems like it would be very high strung, right? Like uh, out of that 2.5 liter to get that much NA power out of it. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, um, and, it's, and harsh. It looks very, very harsh. Dude, it's, That's crazy. It's, yeah, it seems super extreme. I mean, um, yeah, so I'm very curious. I, I thought it would rev higher. He said that currently it redlines at 7,500, but maybe it's uh, the way that it's tuned right now for the street or something. Um, that doesn't seem like a, that seems like an engine you'd want to, you'd have to rebuild after every, uh, race or if you're if you're revving it to nine grand which is probably where it makes peak power right so um yeah but um so i think maybe this conservative tune allows that half cage full cage it looks pretty full to me (laughs) it's got (laughs) it does yeah i'm guessing it's full yeah Yeah, it's so then helmet like yeah it it seems really extreme yeah i think helmet is just kind of a thing um gan's got to do uh, like a targa newfoundland event or something well, he's selling the yeah, car. Hill climb. It's un- it's uh, yeah. I mean, he's selling that, and I think he he might bring that and the uh, the Rothmans Rally 911, the Tribute 911, the SCRS or whatever it is. Um, I think he's gonna bring both. Um, the so, one he took on the last uh, rally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 2020. Yeah, yeah. So, so those are yeah. I mean, and he said he's down to let us drive either one on the rally too if we want. But I figured you know like we kind of people typically we want to drive our own thing unless it's for a loop or something. You know, you're stopped somewhere and go up and down a road. But um. I mean, it's just one day, one day rally. Yeah, not, All things are possible. Yeah, think, but I'll, we'll we'll get a hold of it though ahead of the rally, and we'll get to play with it. Up cool. Here, um, in the mountains. I'm definitely. I didn't down. know Joe. So Joe yeah. Otati, I didn't. His seven, 
his uh, 733, it's got a metric mechanic motor in it. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Like, yeah. I didn't know that either. Was, yeah, that's like an old build, right? That's yeah. super high end. Like that's a yeah, metric mechanic 3.8 liter stroker M30. Yeah. That's a good motor. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a awesome. solid motor. Yeah. Yeah, so he's getting that thing Tank. ready for the rally and he's yeah. swapping parts from his E28 that he crashed in the last one. Dude, so I right. I um I'm super stoked. Uh I I just asked cuz he was basically going to scrap the shell and uh I noticed that it still had the 535, you know, the IS rear spoiler. And I asked if I can mm. put if I can take it for my E30 because the, it's it's almost identical to the MTech one rear spoiler, the ones that the E30, so it's it's almost three times oh, as big as the fit. stock one, dude. It, it does. It dude, it looks killer. Yeah, it totally isn't it, fits. Isn't it wider? Um, a little bit, like, and so the Alpina, the, it looks almost exactly like the Alpina spoiler because it's about a half inch over the sides, and huh. um, and it's Alpine and it's Alpine white, the same color as my car, so um, oh. it has like the painted portion already done, and uh, it's a great spoiler on on E30s. No, a lot of people don't know that it works, and I, I you know. I remember when I had an E30, uh, 318 IS, I considered doing it back in the day, but, um, it'll huh. go really well with like, cause it's basically a, you know, a, 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 uh, it's three times as bigger, as big as in the stock one. And I have that big front air dam. So it'll kind of balance that out, you know, go for yeah. it. Is it the same, uh, holes? No. So line four up? of them line up and the, uh, the, the outside ones don't. So I'm going to do like a VHB, a uh, 3M, um, tape on there. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, because the end, I don't want to drill holes on the sides. Like people, people do that. Nah. It's so stupid, dude. And if you already have four, if you already have yeah. four, good, yeah. hole, good, dude. And you know what's really stupid is that you could also epoxy in a new bolt. It's super easy. Um. Oh yeah. Maybe I'll I'll talk. Have to drill I'll talk to you about the... that. Well, I mean, oh, no, reusing the 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 outer hole, but in a different spot is what you're saying, Lane. Yeah. Uh, so you have an outer hole on your car that doesn't match the spoiler. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you epoxy in a bolt. In the in the, the spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. and it would fit perfect. Then yeah. you just nut nut from behind. Yeah, yeah. I'll look Easy. into that. Yeah, I'll I'll, talk, I'll show yeah. you what it looks like because it's kind of a yeah. trippy. Underneath, it's it's almost like um like they use very little material on the rubber, so it caves in. Yeah, yeah. So I need a. I mean, I guess it's just a matter of getting the stud that's long enough, so, right? So I used to do this with like uh, Ferraris all the time. Like yeah. every time you take a spoiler or something off of a Ferrari, the yeah. the thread cert would come loose. And you'd have to re-epoxy them in. Oh, okay. Um, it was just the way they were. Like, they didn't build them, right? And then Porsche GT2s, uh, the little carbon fiber lip on the back would be the same thing. The thread certs would just come loose, so you'd have to re- And that's the same idea, just epoxying. Um, you just epoxy a new one in. That's what I did with, like, the front on the 944, that center section. I epoxied three. Um, on that one, I did inserts so thread inserts i epoxied in mm-hmm. and then bolts go in from behind so it's so they're not exposed you know so it's all hidden hardware as opposed to like the factory would have had bolts everywhere on yeah, the inside yeah. and stuff uh-huh. yeah, I didn't want that, oh, so. yeah that makes sense yeah so i mean but that would be pretty easy for you to do i mean awesome. super easy that's great news yeah. so basically what i'll be doing is i'll cut the old stud off and then put a, a, a different one on that'll fit my truck yeah exactly yeah so. cool Cool, cool. All right. You have trivia, um, Whammer? Yeah, yeah, I do. I was just going to say my car is pretty good. I haven't really driven much since our uh, Big Sur run. So yeah, and uh, you have your pretty. You have your old new tires on. New, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Vredestines on fourteen inch mm-hmm. are still going. So yeah, that's what's. Going and you on see Vredestines like making a push in America now? No. So they're offering. 
there was like Johnny Lieberman did this whole like a paid advertisement essentially on Motor Trend. It's like um, pimping out all their tire line because they're basically coming to America after being around since 1930 Good. or something like that. So they're yeah. making like high perform, you know, uh, like 20 and 21 inch. They they were testing them all on um, a Tesla. So, um, oh, interesting. So it's like you know they have a they have a summer tire. They have a all perform high performance all season. They have a you know a couple snow tires. That's kind of what they're known for, um, snow and bad weather tires. You know, um, but yeah, kind of cool. So very cool. So maybe I mean that, there might be something there with them offering more for the older cars too. Like maybe using their those compounds for a. 14 inch wheel or 15 or 16 you know which could be cool that'd be awesome no i like the tire a lot and uh i think we also put i put a set of those on my wife's lexus uh suv and they've been they're really good tires Super oh the comfortable. they've been wearing yeah ah. the quad tracks or whatever yeah. just like suv tires cool. but uh yeah no it's been super good I'm I'm stoked. We're a reticent family now, actually. Yeah, yeah. So Sounds like it. I don't want to make a big deal about it. You're but, putting a, um, a V in front of yeah, your last name? Vermadsen? Yeah, Vermadsen. By the way, is that so cool that Mike Spinelli guessed what song I was singing with the trivia? It's pretty good. He knew it exactly. A lot, yeah, he's really old. A lot of people do, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> all the old guys. I don't know. I guess all the old people. All right. This trivia comes to us courtesy of David Casement, Dave Casement on Instagram. He DM'd me at Viewology and uh, dropped some knowledge that he thought we might be able to use. So uh, last podcast or two podcasts ago, I can't remember. Uh, we were talking about the wildfires in the Sierra up at uh, Mono Hot Springs, Shaver Lake, up in that general area. And they were using a Chinook helicopter to get people out. So that's the dual rotor, old school beast. Um, and it, he says, hey, Warren, I'm a big fan of what y'all do with DWA. He throws a y'all in there, so that's nice. cool. I met you briefly at Radwood, Detroit last year. I have some bonus trivia for the podcast if you want. So he was uh, on a crew for them at the Michigan guard for years. And he's now at flight school learning to fly them. So he's firsthand knowledge. So here's the question. This is a big helicopter and it has, uh, two engines. Um, how many horsepower each? These are turbo props. And then give me, um, how many transmissions? Oh, Ooh. what? Total. Total. So these are like the helicopters they use in Vietnam and stuff, or what? Yes, yeah. yes, they've been around for fifty years. Gosh! All right, I'm going to say iteration or another. I'm going to say eighteen hundred horsepower per. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say six transmissions total. Okay, eighteen hundred and six. Uh, the transmissions right. is kind of a wild guess, almost. Uh, I'm, I'm. The number I had in my before Lane said it, I think, was 1,500, and I'm going to stick with that. 1,500 horsepower. Um, and so it's got to have, like, a tail rotor, too, right? Uh, it's two rotors. Yeah, that's, two. That's, it looks like a banana. Two, that's, it's, that's it. So there, and, <laughs> and is this the one that, like, turns or something? So it, No, you're thinking it of an Osprey. It's not an Osprey. 
No, no, no. It's the old double rotor helicopter that you've seen for 100 Vietnam. years, well, 50 years. To be the exact. old helicopters that I'm used to seeing has a tail rotor that's like, you know, sideways, right? The, the vertical. This is two on for top, moving. One, one four and one aft. Two like this. No, I hear you about the top ones. Uh, you're saying there's no tiny rotor in the back. No tail yeah. rotor. Um, I'm going to say uh, two transmissions. Two transmissions. I'm, I'm going to say eight transmissions and 5,000 horsepower. Per, Each motor? per motor. <laughs> per motor. I like these. Eight, th- eight transmissions, um, he says, too. That's Yeah. This is um, the turbine engines are roughly right about 5,000 horsepower oh. each. Yeah. So that's 10,000 horsepower total and five separate transmissions. It's nice. pretty crazy. One interesting dude. note is the two engines are in back. There's two engines on both sides of the helicopter, and then it sends the power, I'm guessing, through a drive shaft to the front rotor. Mm. And if you can still power the whole thing with one engine down. Mm. So that's crazy. But five separate transmissions? Wow. So it must be from getting the power from the back to the front and then up into the yeah, rotor. Yeah, and it has some, yep. Because they, yeah. Unbelievable. They go up on either right. side, right, on the, yeah. It's a, yeah, like, and then how redundancy about and uh, everything. Like, yeah, if one goes down, you got to, yeah, that's, that makes sense. That's totally. pretty crazy. It's, I just, I never even put together transmissions and right, helicopters. Right, I didn't even right. think. That was a thing. It's like, yeah, who, what kind of transmission do you have in the helicopter? <laughs> just like, I've got, I've got, I got six lockers on it. <laughs> I got five transmissions. Um, and it can lift well over 20,000 pounds of cargo. Nice. Wow. It's the only helicopter that will run out of space, interior space before it will run out of actual lift. Uh, oh, wow. Well, that means that they've never carried solid lead before. I think if they, uh, the by volume, solid <laughs> yeah. lead is more than 20,000 pounds. <laughs> they've never had a right. rooftop tent on it either. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's true. Got to watch out for that weight. All right. So here's the last little tidbit here. Um, four of these uh, Chinooks were converted into basically artillery uh, weapons, and they would hold rocket launchers, machine guns, mini guns. I mean, you can imagine this thing can like carry a a tank basically. So they could just load it up, right? Four of them were made into that. Um, A few were lost. One was lost while taxiing, uh, ran into another helicopter. And then um, another had a retention pin shake loose on a 20 millimeter cannon and it was brought down when its own gun fired through the forward rotor blades. Oh, no. So the thing was supposed Shot to have a limiter, down. and it just blasted through. Yeah. It, it, it basically committed suicide. Is what happened? That, that's that's yeah. gnarly. Not, so. not, and then the third yeah. was grounded by enemy fire and destroyed by uh, mortar rounds after the crew escaped. Mm. So they just said, you know what? Let's just make this a uh, transporter. Well, there but you go. Chinook and and the C one thirty Hercules have a fifty year uh, lifespan. Nice. Wow. They're still they're still pushing. That means them. that our Very monies are being used efficiently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or elsewhere. Or else. Yeah. Five transmissions. In this case. I, so I wonder how many people. Yeah. So I saw I I saw the original articles about them saving the people, and it was two hundred. Then later I saw an article like three hundred and thirty people saved, but they had a photo 
of oh, the wow. uh, the helicopter and the dude mm, sitting on it. Full. But I would like to see pictures of like everybody inside and like that. Can you imagine that scene? Well, I don't think it was. Well, I think they did multiple helicopters too because I saw one was a Black Hawk that had gone in and the and the Chinook. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's an amazing beast of a machine. And he Dave Caseman was saying it's the the tractor pull of helicopters. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. That's trivia. Cool. All right. Well, well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining Thank us. You, um, yeah, we have one more podcast before rally the rally, but actually it'll come out the Thursday edition. will come out right rally day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is really the last podcast you'll hear before the rally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeehaw. Bye. Bye. Woo. Later. Peace. That's like snakes and alligators, man. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah, it really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast, and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.